Hello, everybody. Um, this is Damien Deschain, otherwise known as Braden, um, from the podcast, What Are We Even Doing? I come to you today with, um, with word of technical difficulties. So, my computer, just before I got my new one, my computer that we used to record the podcast on, decided to just not behave and stop working. So I thought I had lost a couple files, a couple episodes that we had already recorded. However, I've since been able to get my PC up and running, everything, the new one, up and running. Um, I put the old hard drive from the old PC into the other one, into the new one, because I had space for it. So I do have these files back. And I'm going to release both of those episodes since there was such a large break. I'm going to release both of those episodes today. So here's episode, uh, I want to say five of, um, what are we even doing? Much like an improper deadlift, we are back. Oh, I see what you've done there. Mm-hmm. With another episode of What Are We Even Doing? <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Guys, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. We've been recording a lot of these episodes today. <laughs> it's late. Me and young Braden slash Damien Deschain are weary. I'm your co-host, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom. I have nothing. I I don't. We don't have for, an undercard for, for the undercard. So why don't we just ring the bell for the main event? Perfect. The card is in <laughs> not just stacked on the back half. It is only it is the back only half. The back half. Uh, Braden and I have become weary. We are trying to consume beverages of different takes. In order to fuel us through this event, through this episode, for you, the people. Mm. Wait, how does Bane say it? The people. No, I don't. I'm know. gonna, I'm gonna hate that when I hear it back. Well, I'm gonna boost the audio on it too. We try to give, no. We try to give Gotham back to you, the people. <laughs> anyway, you know, I'd like to say that I know what you're talking about. Our topic today. Ah, damn it! You haven't seen those movies. You okay? You know what? If we weren't ever venture completely off the wrestling format, I'd be like, you gotta watch these fucking movies. Mm, and that's okay. just what we would do. But we're not gonna do that. Anyways, today, what are we here to talk about? Because this was your pick. We are here to talk about WrestleMania 22. A question. Yes. Why did you choose this? This is the first WrestleMania I've ever seen. It is really? also the second wrestling event that I ever gotten from WWE on DVD. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. I picked this because it's literally my first ever memory of WrestleMania. Ever. Um, so it, it was an interesting pick because this is part of what I'm going to, what I always call my first wrestling weekend. So for people who don't know this, I grew up in southern-ish Illinois, east central Illinois, I think is what it's technically called. So this weekend, uh, this mania is held in Chicago. 
I, probably the last one that's ever going to be in Chicago. Chicago has hosted, I believe, three WrestleManias. Um, and this is the most recent one. It's 22. Uh, so this is my first ever wrestling weekend. So what that means is me and my friends, uh, I borrowed my uncle's truck because it was a full-size extended cab, like six people. Mm-hmm. We drove to the city on Friday morning, uh, checked into our hotel, went to Ring of Honor on Friday night. Uh, it was Unbelievable show. The main event was Brian Danielson and Roderick Strong. They wrestled for 56 minutes. The show, the show went until about 1 a.m. Uh, this was also the event with the uh, maybe aforementioned, maybe future mentioned, I'm not going to nitpick right now, Dragon Gate six-man tag. Mm. Uh, the next day, Saturday, we went to an IWA Mid-South show called We're No Joke, which features basically the entirety of the Illinois wrestling scene in the crowd. Uh, an unbelievably yeah. stacked card. Uh, so many successful people and everything on that card. It's, it's a crazy, crazy event. And then that night we went to another Ring of Honor show because they were running the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the main event was Colt Cabana and Homicide in a fight without honor. And then we drove home that night. And Sunday I had to go to my job. I got off work and I watched WrestleMania at my friend's house. And I remember we were all like... It would have been great if we'd had the money and the ability to like stay another day and if we had tickets to Mania and to go see Mania. And I hate to this day that we weren't able to do that. It just would have been like the perfect cap of an yeah. insane amount of watching wrestling mm-hmm. over the course of a few days. But still, that that's my tie into this. So Your thoughts, sir, on the opening of this program. How did it open? Um Oh, I the main thing that I got from this opening bit was that those soldiers are incredibly happy to be touching scantily clad women. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing that I noticed about this opening video, because it's going over the history of WrestleManias, I mm-hmm. felt like, that was just drawn back. Which is something that I think is interesting, because now they, they try not to do that. Yeah. And my note here just says that there are, at this point, there's no more iconic moments. Like, that vi- that video package has the stare down with Hogan and Andre. Yeah. And I think it shows Austin bleeding in the sharpshooter. And all these other, like, just time-tested moments of WrestleMania history. And, and we don't get that anymore. I, I, I can barely tell you anything that's happened at the last five WrestleManias. Yeah. Yeah. I... It goes along with WWE also not building any new stars. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't... It's not like, oh, it's wrestling ain't the same as it used to be when I was a kid. Like, that sort of deal. It's it's not like this objective... Or, uh, sorry. What am I trying to think? Subjective. Subjective. Like... It's not nostalgia. Yeah, it's not that. This is a fact that yeah. WWE does not. We're not. Have we're not given a reason to care. Yeah, like we're not that's... given a reason to invest. We're not given a reason to remember. Exactly. Honestly. Like, like it's it's it sucks, man. It fucking sucks. Uh, I did make a note too that Dreamwave ripped off the banners <laughs> that are hanging really. Up. That's not true. I just I, I saw the banners <laughs> oh. hanging up as part of the set for this, and I was like, oh, lol, Dreamwave. Sold. I didn't even draw that connection. I didn't even think about that. I, was like, uh, I also think it's funny too that there's banners for people in the arena on the show for people that are not on the show. Like if you look mm. real close, there, there's a handful of people up there that just 
they're not on this. <laughs> uh, I also noticed no Joey Styles. Because he was the, the main guy for Raw at this point. But for this, they were like, yeah, no, we're going to have JR and King do it. Mm-hmm. Which, a few months later, when they go to like relaunch ECW, and Joey Styles cuts a work shoot promo, he at one point does <laughs> call out the company for it. Because he's like, I understand. If you think I'm not good enough to call WrestleMania, that's fine. But I'm not good enough to call Backlash? And I thought that was <laughs> phenomenal. Because they, they pulled him from Backlash as well. Which is really weird. Weird. Why? So, opening match. First of all, I, I have to say, Big Time is my favorite WrestleMania theme of all time. Really? I love it so much. Wow. Some I mean, Every I, once in a while it plays at... Menards, <laughs> and it's the best. I love it. That's, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. You're wrong, but you. Well, okay, you, well then, what is this? My way. No, I don't. Ah, god damn it! God damn you! All I'm right, sorry. I just. Uh, it's nostalgia. I'll, I'll, I'll. It nostalgia admit, is a bitch. I'll uh, admit that this is nostalgia, which is why I like big time. So, our opening match is for the World Tag Team Championships. Champions, Kane and Big Show. Which, nobody ever talks about. I feel like they were tag champions like a hundred times. <laughs> or maybe it just seemed like it because they were tag champs forever when they couldn't find anything for the other one to do. They just, eh, we'll, we'll put Kane and Big Show together. It's like, yeah. why? Why are they a team? Because um, they're large lads. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's their it. official tag team name. Sounds like the it. The large that, that was lads. probably a t-shirt that six people bought. Um... <laughs> But yes, Kane and Big Show against the team of Chris Masters and Carlito. Chris Masters looking real roided. <laughs> Just a tad. So <laughs> I, I, I made a note here that says why I hated the Masterpiece gimmick. I hated this gimmick. And the reason for it is not because of the, the Masterpiece having the Master Lock, the full Nelson, the Unbreakable. I, I love the Unbreakable Hold. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great gimmick. And, I, and you can do it with any hold. Right, I, I think it's so cool the idea that like this guy's got this hold perfected. As soon as he gets it on, you can't. It's it. You fuck you. Tap out or die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I hated the masterpiece gimmick though, being that he's just in such great shape because there's so many guys on the card at this point. Bobby Lashley is on the show. John Cena is on the show to some degree. Triple H is on the show. Like there's. It, it's not like he's the only dude that's jacked on this. And for that matter, it's not like he's the only one that's even that jacked at this. I'm like, there's so many people on the card that are in comparable shape. <laughs> Fuck this gimmick. I wish the gimmick had just been the full Nelson. Yeah. I don't know. Kurt Angle is on this show. Yeah, exactly. Kurt Angle is on this show. Like, It's unbelievable. Uh, in his own right, Randy Orton. Is on the yeah. show. Like, no, you can't tell me that these guys are not in good shape, and I would Chris say, Masters is the only one. If I were to call from a physically or from a, from a strictly uh, aesthetic standpoint, if I were to call any wrestler on the card at this time a masterpiece, it would mm-hmm. be Randy Orton. I mean, yeah, in the context too of a He's person just, who could function in real life, yeah. To me, I'm like, yeah, like Bobby Lashley looks, in my mind, better than Chris Masters ever did. Yeah. Even and for that matter, now, like this is. Uh, what, 15 years ago? No. 14. Yeah, because yeah, it's 06, 14. right? Yeah, yeah. 06. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think of this opening match, though? Um, It was... It was a match. Big Show running is terrifying. Um, What about Kane hitting that AJ? 
AJ. Kane, leapfrog, drop down, drop kick. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, dude, it blows my mind. Wow. Also, I'm going to... Um, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to put you on blast publicly. Me? What? Hold on. Whoa. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared now. You ought to be. Now, you people listening to this, you may be thinking back on Chris Masters, Carlito, Big Show, and Kane. And specifically when it comes to Kane, you may remember some things. Perhaps you remember his entrance. Mm. Perhaps... You remember his entrance music. And perhaps you remember that on this particular event, he comes to the ring to uh, Finger Eleven's song, Slow Chemical. Inarguably, Kane's greatest theme music. Now, I submit to you, Senator, do you or do you not hear, under oath of the microphone, want to give us your thoughts on Slow Chemical as Kane's entrance music? Hate it. <laughs> you hear that? I, I I don't I just it's so I it just I don't know the vocals just do not fit him oh you win this argument for me I don't even need to argue I and you know what if there's a is there a way do we have a Facebook page for this thing yet we I I might make one we need to because I need people to be able to direct their hate towards you specifically on this <laughs> uh, it's so unnecessary. No, I just, I, I'm going over my notes here. It just says, fuck yeah, slow chemical. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember now. Brayden's the only person alive ever who hated that song. Dude, I don't know. Let me just quickly move on. I did also note that at some point, they just don't give a fuck about rules in this match because all four guys are in the ring for what yeah. like 10 minutes. And they, they could have read a book. I don't remember Kane flying as much as he did in this match. Yeah, leapfrog, drop down, drop kick. He does, a, uh, he does a dive too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does a dive and he does that. I remember the top rope clothesline thing mm-hmm. he used to do all the time. I don't remember him doing it that often. Like, he flew like four different times in this uh, match. I'd have to dig to remember the show, but he has a steel cage match against X-Pac at some point. Does it off the top of the cage. And it's the finish. Dear God. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, I thought this match was fine. Um, there's a note that I have later on in the show that I think is indicative of the time and, and what this match actually was. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't seem like a WrestleMania. Yeah. Outside of, like, Kane trying to be all like, look at me do shit. But <laughs> With his weird half-buzzed, half-shaved head. Also that. Why? Uh... So then, after this match, we've got a backstage promo with Shawn Michaels gearing up for his match with uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I made a note here that said that Shawn's merch, the shirt that he's wearing, is it's real bad, but it's it very much reminds me of the Twisted Pictures logo. That's the uh, production company that made the first several Saw movies, mm. where it's like barbed wire and a steel spike, and we're twisted. But this one, it's like just says HBK wrapped in barbed wires. Oh yeah, I remember exactly what you're talking about. I hated it. Uh, Comical band-aid on his forehead. Oh yeah, just shades of Nelly. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I also seem to have forced in a note here. I'm not sure if this is even warranted. That just says HBK, ten thousand times better than Brett. Anyways, yeah, uh, um, <laughs> I, I have no idea why. <laughs> feels, feels real random. I don't remember him ever bringing up Brett. I don't think it's a factor at all. I just I love the fact that at some point in this promo he's like basically says this isn't going to be a good match <laughs> which is both funny 
makes sense for the story, but also not true, which we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. get to. Uh, let's see. Up next, we've got the Money in the Bank ladder match. Weird field for this one. But yeah. it's also weird because it's only the second one ever. Uh, one of my notes here just says, remember when Money in the Bank was prestigious? Yeah. Like. Ugh. Uh, so the field for this one, help me remember everybody. So there's RVD. I actually wrote down everybody. Oh, okay. Then go ahead, please. RVD, Bobby Lashley, Matt Hardy, Ric Flair, Finley, and Shelton Benjamin. Weird. Weird group of dudes. Yeah. You know? uh, I do remember going in this one, me and my friends, everyone's like, it's got to be Van Damme. Which I think is cool that they made this a big deal in the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any memory of this? Like, the first time you this, watched it? This like, match? The, the show. I should the say. show, because um, this obviously would have been first before time you I... were like really watching wrestling. You were a, an infant. I mean, yeah, it was before I like started to like kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I always watched it, but like um, I don't have like vivid memories of like the first time I watched it. I do have memories of me watching it several times after that because hmm. I. Once again, just like SummerSlam 05, I wore this DVD out. Right. As much as you could wear a DVD out. <laughs> uh, let's see, some other notes that I have here based on this match. Uh, Rob Van Dam, 4-0 at WrestleMania. Yep. And that will most likely stand, because I can't imagine him ever coming back to do another Mania. But Guys, we live in a world where Van Dam is undefeated at WrestleMania and The Undertaker isn't. And that's because <laughs> ours is a cruel and unjust god. So, what do you think of this match, though? I, I enjoyed it. I did too. I I thought it was great. Um, Flair with that taking the, that super the biggest bump possible. Why? What the fuck is he thinking? He's like seventy eight years old. Even if he wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> like unbelievable. That bump would suck for people in their prime. Great sell. Yeah, you know, like I I absolutely believed it, and then them carrying him off to the back was was money. Yeah. Um, I I like this match a lot. It was so it was so different because I felt like there was like two or three guys that were just brawlers. Gr- uh, Lashley's green as as fresh cut grass here too, and he looks very genuinely terrified to be climbing the ladder. Oh, absolutely! Just completely. Like, if you told me that was the first time he had ever been on a ladder in his life, I'd been like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> uh, Finley was great in this match. I thought that was yeah. that was a weird random pick to put in there, but I. I I, I love Finley. Uh, crazy shit, though. I have a uh, note here that says, please don't bump on flat ladders. <laughs> yeah, it's just they not a did good idea. a lot. Yeah. Um, Shelton's dive? Yeah, that. The run up the ladder. Run the ladder. Oh, yeah, God. Crazy, crazy. Fantastic. That, that's a dude that, like, like, I think we've talked about him before on the show, but, like, you look at him in these matches from, like, 15 years ago, and it's like, he barely looks like he's aged a day. If that mm-hmm. he he looks in bigger shape now than he was then, it's, yeah. it, it's crazy to me how good he is and has been for so long. Yeah, like like just I, I don't even want to say like underrated. I just want to say like underappreciated. In a lot of ways, I almost feel like he's this generation's X Pac, mm. where you just you just know he's good and you just assume that he's good because he's in so many matches that are good. Yeah, and you just you just come to accept it. It's like, yeah, Shelton had a match. It was great. Big deal. 
And just like, yeah. yeah, but he does that every week for the past two decades or whatever. Uh, let's see, so RVD wins this bad boy. Yeah, I'll say it every time. Every single time that there's an opportunity to say it, I will say it. Matt Hardy has the best punch ever. You're not wrong. You're probably not wrong. It's definitely, it's top five for sure. That's another underrated thing that people don't talk about with him, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was next? Oh. <laughs> There's a, a promo from Randall Keith Orton uh, that I wrote down was good, but just not great. So then after that, though, we've got the, the Hall of, of Fame induction ceremony. Mm, yes. Which starts... Starts with Howard Finkel saying, due to not feeling comfortable, Bret Hart will not be... Fuck that. Bret Hart can eat my shit underwater. <laughs> like, he did the Hall of Fame ceremony thing the day before, but then he doesn't feel comfortable doing this one. I, I hate it, and I don't... Fuck him. I... Why underwater? <laughs> to just... make it worse, that's why, because it drifts up into your ears. Like, <laughs> just... So so he's com- he's cool with coming back to the company, he wants to get inducted in the Hall of Fame, get this sweet payday, do this introduction, give a speech and everything, hey man, we just need you to walk out on the stage the next night at WrestleMania. Oh no, I don't know about that. Like, just what the fuck? Dude, like, there, there genuinely were people there to see him do that, and he was just like, nah. Like, yeah. just... God damn it! Most successful, boring wrestler of all time. Fuck. One of my um, one of my notes for this uh, Hall of Fame ceremony thing is they killed Brody <laughs> because of course Tony Atlas came out. That he did. The refrigerator. What is his name? Perry. William the Refrigerator Perry. Wow. Large lad. Yeah, that's a big boy. He's probably in a tag team, tag with, team with, with Big, big Show, Show and, Kane. and Kane. Yeah, Big Show Kane and William the Fridge Perry. We're building a stable here, guys. Star of Windy City Heat. Uh, <laughs> building a stable. Uh, let's see. After this, um, let's see. It's been on JBL, right? Yes. U.S. title match. Uh, I wrote down that this sounds awesome. I yet again made the same note that if Trump was a wrestler, it'd be JBL. Mm-hmm. I what do you think of this one? Um It was a match. Um it was fine. I didn't hate it. Um I kind of it was fine. I mean, I it sounded better on paper than it was with you in in uh yeah. execution. Um I do however love JBL. Oh yeah, heel. He's no, great. no, no, for sure, fantastic. Like I, I thought it was solid. Uh, I thought it was too long, and, and, oh, and I mean, okay. like I feel like at this point everyone has gotten time. Jillian Hall sighting, by the way, and uh, yay, good for that. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a, it was an interesting match. I thought that the finish was was solid, where it's like, okay, JBL's talking about how he's a great technical wrestler, and then he wins by cheating with the ropes. Okay, that makes sense. That's great. You know, heel heat falls yeah. in line with the character and everything. I, I, I just thought it could have been like five minutes shorter. Yeah. It, it's not that it's super long. I was just kind of like, this is just kind of here for the finish. Like, that was it. Yay, Jillian. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so my next note, and this is indicative of a thing that I touched upon earlier. It literally just says, rant about how cool it was to not have the entire roster on the Mania. So let's consider this. The opening match 
is four guys who at this point were mid-card guys in a ramshackle tag match. And we've got two guys in a mid-card title match. Part of the fun to me of WrestleMania should be the exclusivity of it. Mm-hmm. Where, hey man, if you're not a big enough star, if you're not over enough, if you're not you know a big enough success, you don't get to be on the show. Yeah. And I always thought that was the coolest thing about it, was it was like, we, we you know, there's 10, 12 pay-per-views a year that have everybody ever on it. Yeah. This is the one where it's like, you better be real fucking good. And I hate that we now have... The participation trophy. Yeah, that's what... It, like, the, the Andre the Battle Royal yeah. thing is the participation trophy. It's just like, well, we've got everybody in the world signed. Gotta find something for them to do. And it's like, why? Let them stay home. Yeah. Hey, we've, we've got something for you next year. Hey, we're gonna try something else. See if it gets over. Like... Mm-hmm. You don't have to use these people just because they're on the payroll. They can still stay home. Like, you can take the money that they they then get paid as their bonus and make the bonuses for the other people that are on the show that have earned their spot, that are drawing the money bigger. Yeah. Instead of just, you know, the op- you get a payday, and you get a payday, and you get a payday, and you get a payday. Like, it, ju- it doesn't seem special. If everybody's on the show, it's not a special show. Yeah. But... Anyways, going on. Next match, though. Ooh, it's a match. Here we go. Oh, I love this. <laughs> this is a great one. I forgot this happened. Vivid, vivid memories of this match from the many times I've watched this show. So I was very excited to be re-watching this match. So it is. Nicholas at... Foley. That's right. Nicholas. <laughs> Versus... Edgemold. <laughs> <laughs> I was going <laughs> to try to think of a longer name for him, but I couldn't... Uh, Edge Foley Hardcore Rules. Uh, this is great. Th- this is fantastic. Uh, the build to me is is a little odd because it's a hard pivot where it's like, Edge is champ. Oh, wait, no, he ain't. Was he going to be in the title match? No, he ain't. He's going to blame the ref. It was Foley. So it's a little bit of a weird yeah. route to get here, but mm-hmm. man, oh, man, killed it. Oh, they, they, they incredible. I love it. I, I think that this... Might be one of the last actual violent matches in WWE. Definitely, easily the last one with fire. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, like for sure. But the the barbed wire, the tacks, every like that was the only thing I didn't like edge, about it. But that's edge just bleeding from the arm. I, yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting route to go. Foley also, Foley actually isn't really known for bleeding much. If you think about it, he's he's more known for taking these unbelievable bumps, but he's not much of a crimson mask type of guy. Hmm. I, I I loved it. Yeah, I I, I I thought it was fantastic. It is insane. Mm. Um, the barbed wires, fucking uh, mandible claw with yeah. Sako, and, and and on Lita, yeah, too. Another like crazy crazy choice. I, barbed wire makes me queasy. <laughs> uh, same. Not a fan. So, like, I, I, I made a note here that says, is 06 to 08 Edge's peak? Because I'm a huge fan of the guy, mm-hmm. for sure. But, man, I he he not that he was not firing on all cylinders past that, but everything I felt like just kind of fell into place for him for those two years. From mm-hmm. the time that he won the belt the first time 
through 2008, even when he was out for injury and he would come back, and like, you know, whatever, like, just batting a thousand. Mm-hmm. Could be. I, I don't know what Foley's last match was, but I think this might have been his last good one. I think it's his last match in the Fed. I think um, his last match was in TNA. And that's all you need to know about it. Yeah, sounds great. I think. I could be wrong. Uh, there's a pile driver. Oh, oh yeah. Fully, fully, it's a pile driver in the match. Which, is, again, I think that's the last one until the infamous John Cena and CM Punk one. Yeah. Which I'm sure they got fined heavily for. Mm-hmm. Like, which, I, I well, do... That one would be the last one until Ray and Andrade did the Canadian did the Destroyer. Destroyer. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think that this, this match is the last violent match in the Fed. Like to the, yeah. to the degree of what I will call violence, because yeah, like 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 we've talked about it, but uh, Walter and um, Dragunov, that's a violent match. Yeah, but in a completely different fashion. Yeah, I, I think this is the last violent hardcore match. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, what was next then? Bizarre. Oh no! Segment. Yeah. You want to take us through this? Charmel and Booker T being terrified about uh, the boogeyman. Yeah. They see Paul Burchill fencing the air. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down Paul Burchill sighting. They see Snitsky licking. What Was he licking or just smelling? Was, no, no, he was licking <laughs> yeah, May, uh, Young's May, Young's, May Young's foot. Um, foot fetish Snitsky was a mm, bad choice. Yeah. Ugh. And there was was it was it then gold dust or was there more? Far be it for me to judge somebody's fetish, but if you like feet, you're fucking weird. <laughs> Anyways, but then gold dust, we don't hear him say it, right? But he one thousand percent suggested keistering worms to beat the boogeyman. What? He said you have to put the worms in your, and then he got into his ear, and you don't hear what he said. That's how you beat the boogeyman. And then Booker T says oh for the second time. God. Booker T says for the second time that I know of. Tell me he didn't just say that. <laughs> we can't tell you, Booker. We didn't hear what he said. He whispered it exclusively to you. Also, I can't believe I don't remember that. Holy shit. Uh, I probably was tuned out at this point. Because <laughs> I, I noticed that it was going to be Booker versus Boogeyman, and I was immediately disgusted. Uh, I'm not a fan of either of these guys. I think that Booker was good towards the end of WCW and was just in the right place at the right time to get that main event success that he did. Never liked Booker in the Fed. I, I can think of very few things he did in the WWE that I liked. Uh, Boogeyman, no. Uh... <laughs> So before we even get to this match, there's another odd segment where Todd Grisham is interviewing people who, like, in the front row uh-huh. for some, I don't remember what the ad campaign was, but they won tickets to WrestleMania through Snickers or whatever. Not and, going anywhere for a while. He's like, how many Snickers have you eaten? And the lady's like, five. And then the other lady's oh, like, no. six. You're, you're both going to be ill. Or have and Todd Grisham, Todd Grisham says, "Ah, you might as well. You might want to slow down." <laughs> and I'm like, God "What it, is Todd. this?" And that's the end of the fucking segment. How do I not remember? The, I I know how I don't remember this, by the way. But we'll, I'll I'll explain here in a second. 
So now it is Booker T versus Boogeyman. So my note here says, I hate both these guys. Uh, I also have a note here that says, Boogeyman, the wrestling equivalent to putting a spoiler on a shopping cart or a screen door on a submarine. I I hate the Boogeyman. I hate the idea of the... Like, I was on a show with him. When I say... By the way, let me clarify something. If I say I hate blah, 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 I'm not judging the person. I'm talking about the character, the gimmick, the... the Persona, whatever, right? I was on a show with the Boogeyman. He's there. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting there. But, like, <laughs> this was so stupid to me because I'm like, he's not scary, but he's supposed to be, I think. Like, Jim Cornette famously flipped out on Santino and OVW because Santino was laughing at it, which I'm like, how can you possibly take this seriously? Because, he, I mean, but he, Tom, he's the Boogeyman. And he's coming to get you. Yeah, but there is no Boogeyman. And also, Boogeyman is the worst movie I've ever seen. I, it's the only movie I ever walked out of in a theater. Oh, wow. I, I remember you telling me about this. I, I watched the last half of Constantine again. Like, okay, so Boogeyman. Okay, so here's what we gotta do, guys. Every day, we gotta spend money on worms, a clock for you to break on your face, face paint, a stick that makes smoke, stops making smoke, then makes smoke again. <laughs> And that's for your entrance. And then you're not good. Yeah. Uh, guys, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't judge this match like like accurately, so I'm going to throw it to you. I, I, I left the room to go to the bathroom. Before I get into the match, slight side tangent. I once met the Boogeyman at an indie show that was at my cousin's high school. And... I enjoyed this show at the time. Mm-hmm. It ain't good. This is easily the low point. It's the whole show was not well. Oh, you, it, you, it you mean be, the indie show? Oh yeah. Oh like, okay. I'm sorry, I I'm enjoyed sorry. it at the time. I know. Just even like, there's no video that I've ever seen of this of this show, but I know. Right. Given that, not only through my memories. But also that the same company did a show the next year, mm-hmm. and by that point I was like, this ain't good. Right. The main event, they did the thing that all high school shows do, mm. and they have a teacher or the coach you or whatever you got get to. in the ring. How do you not? You getting in there tonight, Bill? When we have done this, <laughs> when we have done this in the past, we like teach them a little bit. Of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if for no other reason than safety's sake. Yes. But past that, you don't want to rip off your paying customers. I don't know if they didn't teach him or he just didn't care. Sweet. This coach, cheesiest smile. Shot the on the boogeyman, entire didn't time. He? Oh, okay, no. Damn it. Cheesiest smile the, right. the whole time. Not even selling pain. Right. Like, because he's just having <laughs> yeah, a good time. Give me a fake bunch. And, like... His clotheslines were right moves, I guess. Yes. It was just it was not well. That's side tangent. B- besides the point, whatever. Um, the match. Yeah. Things to note: boogeymen have testicles, because he was affected by a low blow. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. An ethereal being from the netherworld mm-hmm. still has balls. Um. Michael Cole laughed at one of Boogeyman's strikes because it was not good. 
Well, and he like laughed on commentary, and it was it was quite, um, quite funny. I'm not gonna blame him. And my final note is that match was one of them. <laughs> so uh, basically, you didn't miss anything. Oh, well, I'm sure that the uh, piss break I took was great. Moving on to something so much better: Mickey James versus Trish Stratus. I I got a lot to say about this one. I hope that you do too. So like, let me just start by saying the introduction of the Mickey James character as an obsessed Trish Stratus fan, and this basically being the I think it's the movie Fatal Attraction, but played out in in wrestling, is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and even though it is a thing where a person could watch this. As it was happening, which I did, or you could watch it in hindsight, which I've also done. Even if you know where it's going, and 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 everything, it's fine. Like it doesn't need to be a swerve. It doesn't need to be convoluted. Mm-hmm. You, like the moment that character debuted, every person was like, "She's obsessed with Trish. She's going to be be a full fledged heel. This is the next few." Yeah, which is. Who cares? Like that's what makes sense. Some things are predictable for a reason. Yeah, like if you if okay, if you've ever seen a sports movie, you've seen the Bad News Bears. Spoiler guys, that's every sports movie. It's a ragtag team of lovable underdogs who can't get along going up against a sleek army of horrific murder fuckers on the battlefield, whatever it may be, the baseball diamond, the football you know, field, whatever. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And they overcome the odds at the end, and they win. Hoorah. That's fine. It's a proven formula, and it fucking works. This character was so good, and her performance of it was so good, and the mm-hmm. build for this was so good. And I love this match. I thought this was one of the best matches on the card. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's shocking to me to... Did you? I hope you notice this. The crowd turns on Trish. They they uh, love they yeah. love Mickey. Yeah, which is so strange because like she's not in any way here a face. Yeah, I did notice that. And there's a, a crazy moment where she like kind of heals out on the crowd, and they come unglued for it. And everything past that, man, they just want Mickey. Weird. It's very weird. Uh. Love the match. Uh, yeah, I, 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 one of my notes here, Mickey was always good. Like, this was, this was her yeah. debut run. She was, and knocked it out of the park. I think Mickey was always good. I think she's another one that falls in that park of, like, she was good for so long that we just took it for granted and didn't care. Mm-hmm. I also noticed, uh, Mickey did the, the, the pitfall. Yeah. The trap. That. Yep. That's where it came from. Cage stole it from Mickey James. I stole it from Cage. If really? You're listening to this, yeah, that's true. If you're listening to this, Matt Cage, uh, fuck off. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the design of the women's belt in this era. Yeah, it looks like the old IC belt. Yeah, it does, and and like it looks like an important title. And this it was, doesn't look like a piece of jewelry, right? And this or, was when like, they were trying to make it kind of important too. Mm-hmm. I, I, there'd been years where it was trash. Yeah. But I think this was the tail end of that for sure. And it also doesn't look like every other belt 
Correct. Just like WWE has now. Yeah, six belts with a W in the middle. Hoopity-doo. What does it all mean, Basil? <laughs> what? It's an Austin Powers <laughs> reference. Um, the I evolution of it. Trish Stratus is worth talking about here. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when she debuted, she was not good. <laughs> yeah. It, like, and I'm not... I don't think that's a controversial statement. I think Trish would say it. And, and she got very good very quickly became arguably the best of all time. In my mind, Trish Stratus is the best women's wrestler of all time. I think she's the I perfect I think she's the perfect professional women's wrestler. Great character work. She was good in the ring. She was a great face. She was a great heel. She was fantastic at promos. And always had good matches. Yeah. Like well not always, I should say, but like once she got to that point of having good matches, always had good matches. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, it's also worth noting that they edit the finish on this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've heard many... The now infamous finger lick from one Mickey James. Dear God. Yo, I, I, I'll i say this. I remember watching that live when it happened and said out loud, holy shit. Because, <laughs> like, even for that time when it was like, yeah, man, it's not the Attitude Era anymore... That was still shoving the envelope pretty hard. It's on YouTube, I know. So yeah, I mean, I've not you... actually seen. The, it's it's the, worth the watching. Clip. The the crowd reaction for it is unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy how over she was. But, eh, I don't know. What about you? What did you think? The match, sure, uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. I've always heard. And I know I've seen it, because I've watched the show a million times. I don't know why I don't remember this match. But I've always heard that this match was fantastic. So now, in a fresh frame of mind, finally watching this match, I'm glad that I finally got the opportunity to, because it's it's real good. Good. Uh, Okay, so, moving on. Sawing through this shit. Vince is insane. <laughs> uh, I was looking at my notes trying to remember the segment that I did, and yeah, you're you're correct. There's not a better intro for this next bit. Uh, Vince trying to feud with God. Yeah. And using Shawn Michaels to do it. Um, I have a note here that just says, Prager Steph, thumbs down. Vince, <laughs> thumbs up. But this is the most ins- one of the most insane angles. Yeah. Uh, it's also worth noting, so, like, I started going to Ring of Honor shows, at, you know, this time or whatever, and uh, so after they'd done this, and this angle kept going at one point, uh, came outside of a, a show from the Fieldhouse in Chicago where Ring of Honor was running, and uh, AAW had flyered all the cars. You know, nobody, who cares, you know, you gotta advertise, you know, of course, why wouldn't you? And I laughed very hard because the flyer was, like, featuring Jerry Lynn and Tyler Black, also an appearance from former WWE superstar, God! <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard. Uh, glad I did not go to that show and give them any money. Anyways. Um, yeah, bizarre promo, though. Yeah. But, okay, so up next, though, we've got... Uh, Mark Henry and Taker in a casket match. Um... I don't know, man. Like, like to me, this was just kind of there. 
Like, I, I don't think that Mark Henry had hit... In my mind, Mark Henry's peak is 2011. Yeah. Hall of Pain. And, mm-hmm. and we were still several years off from that. Yeah. And he'd always been put in this position as, like, big man who has a run and then loses. And at this point, the streak was, like, a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the match to me is fine, but it's just... I don't know, man. It's just there for me. I think it's as good as a casket match can be. I was in a casket match. Really? Yeah. One to know. Oh. Turned heel and burned Mark Brown alive. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, One to know in casket matches. Get at me, promoters. King of the casket match. Um, You should start marketing yourself as that. Never lost one. Uh, The dive, though, that Taker does. Out of the ring and over the casket. Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But, eh. If I were Mark Henry in this case, I'd be the world's strongest scared man. Because, (laughs) and I think it's just because I have, like, not even double digits matches of experience Mm -hmm. in wrestling. I would be terrified to fucking lock up with Mark. Calloway. I almost said Henry. I would be that still too, too. yeah. yeah. He, he but eat Undertaker. Like Dude, I don't know. Taker man. giving him that tombstone at the end is impressive as fuck. Oh yeah. That that's a still a huge man to pick up and have that level of control over. Mm-hmm. Before this match, uh there's like a I think it was when um Mark Henry was going up the stairs. They were slowly zooming in on him. And I was, like, looking at this referee, and the referee just winks at mm-hmm. someone. I'm like, hmm. So you're giving each other the Iggy, huh? Weird. Um. Yeah. Um. Basically, this match was just another one of the nostalgia trips for me. Yeah. Because I have very vivid memories of this match in particular as well. Sure. But um, it was basically just here. Yeah, same. Uh, all right, though. So up next, m- possibly match of the night. Possibly. So it's Vince versus Sean. Uh, what's the stipulation? Is this no no holds barred? This is no holds barred. No holds barred. Which, Which means no disqualifications, correct. but it has to end in the ring. That is correct. As opposed to the hardcore match, and you can do any holds. You can do the barred holes. Yes. They're not barred anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can also attack someone with a VHS or DVD copy of the film, No Holds Barred. Mm-hmm. Don't watch No Holds Barred. Um, I will not. <laughs> so, my my first two notes here just says, like, one, I remember this being awesome. So I'm, I'm, like, writing this as I'm rewatching it. And then the next one, all caps, triple underline, just Vince's THE heel. Yeah. Which... Long-time listeners of this will probably be picking up on a theme, like, it, it's hard to have a better heel. I genuinely can't think of a single person. Like, it's 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 wild. Uh, and and shape. Oh, jacked to shit. Shape. Which makes me even more mad, like, earlier, even mm. if he wasn't in the crazy shape that he is here, but in earlier matches when he mm. would wear that stupid fucking shirt, the loose shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, show off your guns, dude. Yeah, You're jacked. Why would... Mm. This makes me mad. 
interesting notes that I have here. So these these the the first couple notes here actually aren't even about the match. These are just some interesting little side tangents to go on. So I've talked about some dream matches before. I made a short list here of Shawn Michaels' dream matches that we never got. Mm. Shawn versus Eddie. Yeah. Which has been talked about a lot. Shawn versus The Rock. Hmm. Didn't happen. Interesting. Shawn versus Punk. Okay, yeah. And Shawn versus AJ. Oh, that would have been amazing. How how, how good. Like, like it, in completely different fashions, I think, yeah. all of those. Yeah. Just absolutely tremendous. Um, my next note here, and uh, this this will be interesting too because it's kind of ties into a previous episode, I guess. Is the screw job, the Montreal screw job, is this the most important moment in wrestling history? It could be. Um, it definitely led to a lot of things. Um, most notably, Vince being an on-air presence, uh-huh. which that basic that changed the course of wrestling forever. Right. Because without that, where's Austin? Yeah. So with that alone... where's Rock? With that alone... Right. That might just... It might just be the most important moment. Like, like we go back to it so many times. There's there's still a reference to it in this match. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's... it's, In in my mind, it's the most important moment. Yeah. I think there may have been bigger moments. Like, I I could argue that... that, uh, uh, Hogan slamming Andre was a bigger moment. Yeah. It didn't change the business. Yeah. Like, every, everything that was going on before Mania 3 and that body slam kept happening. But, the, to me, the screw job changed everything ir- irreversibly. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think of this match, though? I love it. Same. It, it's... I mean, Vince loves to get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Which I think is brilliant. Yeah. Um, couple notes. Spirit Squad's finish is terrifying. Oh, the uh, uh, high times? Yeah. I'm just going to yank you into the sky. Uh, is Kenny Dykstra able to walk? Do you know this? Because that leg drop... That, oh, that crazy behind the back into the leg drop leg drop? Yeah. Wild, wild shit. He has to have a vertebrae now. <laughs> um, fuck a leather belt. Said it before, I will say it again. For sure. Um, Vince does not care about his skull. No. That ladder shot where he just gets jabbed in the head? Even before no that, the chair shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I the ladder just was... Just chair shot city. <laughs> the, the ladder shot is even more brutal because it's... Straight to the face. God... The, the thing that... I, okay, so like I've talked about this uh, with, with some of my friends before. In my mind, Vince only ever had like one bad match. But all of his matches, if you think about it, follow the same format, mm-hmm. except for maybe two, where it's just, it's a squash. This, this match is a squash. Yeah. Like, Vince gets some licks in from the, because the spirit squad helps him, which yeah. is kind of like, why is he being helped by these guys that are portrayed to be weak-ass, bitch-ass goons? <laughs> And a little bit of help from Shane, but then after, beyond that, it's just Sean bludgeoning Vince for what seems like an hour, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the build and everything, but it's crazy, like, 
all of Vince's fucking great matches were just him getting the absolute shit kicked out of him forever. I think the only one that that doesn't follow that formula um, is, which is also a great match, indisputably a great match, is uh, him versus Bret Hart. I'm joking. <laughs> that's that's I'm the one. Joking, that's obviously. the one bad one. <laughs> I know. God bless Bret Hart for pulling a shitty match out of Vince McMahon. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Vince versus Stephanie is actually like very good and kind of doesn't follow the usual format because Vince yeah. is up for most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this one I thought was great. I, th- I thought uh, it was also uh, somewhat important because this was the first time that Sean had done the crotch shot. So we're planting the seeds for this DX reunion that we were going to mm. get later in the year. He hadn't done. It, he had not done it. I think since the comeback match. Oh wow! Uh, in O two. Um, I do think also that it's very wild to have this match, the hardcore match with Edge and Foley, and Money in the Bank all in the same show. Yeah. Because there's ladders involved in this, and tables, and then like the, the finish is that crazy elbow drop off the ladder through Trash Can McMahon. <laughs> Which, I mean, God bless the ref for that Iggy. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's still an awful experience to have a person flying at you and you can't even see them mm-hmm. but at least he Ends knew up. it was coming yeah. yeah i i one of my notes says this is the easiest good match that sean ever had yeah like, yeah like i can see that cakewalk for him vince um, being stretchered out while flipping Shawn michaels the bird mm-hmm. i have this is great very and, and vivid kept the story memories. going yeah and then bled into the dx reunion that we would get a few months later I have very vivid memories of that, mm-hmm. specifically from the, from me watching this show as a child. Uh, all right, let's see, let's keep it rolling. So my next note here just says that I love Teddy Long. I, I think he was such a great babyface general manager, and I think that's a hard thing to pull off. Hey, playa. I gotta make SmackDown the most exciting show it can be. Like, you're going one-on-one with The Undertaker. We're gonna have a tag team match. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, so up next Whoa, was triple threat match for the world title. Mm-hmm. R- weird build for this one that I did not care for. Uh, so it's Kurt Angle, Randall Orton, and Raymond Mysterio. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> That's right. Everybody loves Raymond Mysterio. Uh, weird build for this. Ray had won the Rumble. Yeah. Gets goaded into putting the title match on the line for Orton, loses, and is then just basically, like, given a spot in the match back. Yeah. Uh, I think there could have been a better way to make it a triple threat if they needed to be. I, I, ag- to I agree. It it, it, to me, it was a really strange thing. I, I'm just, I can remember this is one of the, also the first times where I, I started to experience the ugliness of wrestling fans. Because people, there were a lot of people online that hated that Ray won the Rumble. And they hated that Ray was going to Mania for the belt. Why? Because they assumed it was, oh, well, he wouldn't be getting this if Eddie had lived. And it's the thing where I'm like, yeah, man, maybe you're right, but like the, that doesn't change anything. Eddie's dead. Like, if, if, if yeah. that's what it takes, then who cares? That's what it is. We can't change it. We can't go back. Like... It's not like I, I guarantee you that Ray would say, if it brought Eddie back, I don't want to ever win the world title. I don't want to win the Rumble. I don't want to main event WrestleMania. 
Yeah. You, to me, the idea of blaming him for that is insane and, and awful. And it's not even like they're giving this opportunity to someone who's not good. Like, he's if, Raymond fucking What if it had been Chavo? God. Yeah, I too I mean, almost vomited. But, like... <laughs> It would have been infinitely worse. And then it would have been more blatant. It would have... You, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's straight up a charity case. Yeah. Like... I, I don't know. But, so, anyway, so the... Weird build for the match, too, because, like, Angle at this point is... In essence, a robot. <laughs> what do you mean? He, he's a wrestling machine. Yeah. That's the whole bit. Nothing goofy, nothing funny, nothing whatever. He just... And I, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Especially at the time, because I was like, holy shit. Like, mm -hmm. he, he's... We've talked about this on another episode, though. It was like, who, who could beat him? Yeah. Realistically. Like, you, like... At this point, no one would have believed Ray beating Angle. I don't think they would have believed Orton beating Angle. He was... So intense, and everything he did was so crazy good. Yeah. Uh, either way, um, what do you think of the match? First of all, why couldn't POD learn how to play who's that jumping out the sky? Because <laughs> that is the objective, better Ray Mysterio theme. That one I might agree with you with. Thank you. <laughs> horrible interest for Ray. I'm going to come out, I'm going to go to the back, I'm going to come out again wearing a big headdress. Huh? Why not just come out the one time? <laughs> With the bird sure. thing on. It's the word. Mm. Papa umau mau. Papa umau mau. Like. Wow. That was a thing that just happened. Angle's theme with the intro. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah, it this is the, the, it, the pseudo remix one, right? Yeah. It's weird, and it doesn't obey... It's a it's a four four time signature. I know that you don't know anything about this. Means nothing to me. But it's a four four time signature, and the intro is not in four four. Just cut it out. It's so the just, crowd doesn't chant. You suck. It's still the same song, just with a little extra little thing at the beginning. I hate it. Anyway, that's besides the point. This match, I loved it. I did too. Uh, it's a sprint. I love it's triple threat sprint. matches, and this is a great example of it. Same. Big agree. Uh... The pace is fantastic. I love that it's a sprint. The triple German, or the double German, yeah, right, yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah. Where Rey Mysterio is in another country when he lands. <laughs> it's, like, it's great. Um, I love that. I've, I've heard reports and rumors or whatever in interviews that like they cut the time on it. And all three guys were pissed about it. And I'm like, I think it's better. Yeah. I honestly, like, I, I really do think that it's better that it's short. I wish I had timed it. I know it's less than ten minutes, which seems crazy to think for a world title match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. uh, love it. There's that unfortunate spot where Ray slips off the post. He's going He's going for, like, the oh, six or nine yeah. on the post. And, like, man, that sucks. Like, I, that would have been I, so cool. I laugh at botches. That's not one of them. Yeah. Like, that, that wasn't funny. Uh, that just sucked. Um... um Taz says, this match is four minutes old, if that, and they're tearing it up already. Yeah. Twice. Oh, he yeah, says you're it right. two yeah. separate yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, the match starts with, like, Orton hitting Angle in the head with the belt. Yeah, because he's, with, like, and then, like, standing there less than a like, minute and a half later, Angle's back in the ring. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. 
it makes you wonder if like maybe Orton and Ray had more there that got scrapped because they got their time cut. But yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed it. I actually thought it was structured well. There's a lot of good falsies towards the end with guys breaking up falls and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, great false finish with Angle having the the grapevine on Orton's leg and Ray does the springboard leg drop. Yeah, uh, I love that. That was that was cool. I love that both people tapped out to yeah. the ankle lock, but yeah. the ref was distracted. Like, with, I with, love that. With the that. third party, yeah, yeah. That was a great... I had never noticed that until this most recent rewatch, yeah. Makes Angle look unbeatable, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ray goes over on Orton. Mm-hmm. Which, which is that, important to note. That Rano, man, looks like perfect. it ruined his skull. Yep. Uh, great. I love the match. Great finish. Crowd turns on Ray, though. I didn't notice that. If you ever go back and rewatch it, they want Angle. They don't even want Orton. They they just yeah. want Angle. And like, this has been touched on in other episodes of this show. But like, I don't I don't think they knew what they had with Godless Killing Machine Babyface Kurt Angle because they never they never pulled the trigger on him being a face with that character. Yeah. And, Dude, they wanted it. They, they could have built another star. Well, I, well, sort of. They could have revamped him. He was yeah. already made. Yeah, but they could have made it like next level star. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Like, what better credentials could you possibly have? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh man. Uh, anyways, so next we have a match. That is not the main event. (laughs) Should be. Could be. Why isn't it? Because it's... I don't even know what match it is. I know that it is... Oh, it's like that pillow fight. It's the pillow pillow fight. fight. Yeah. Between Candice and Tori. Because I I wrote down, wait, it's not main event time. Not yet. I hated every second of that. That is all my notes for this match. So you're telling me that a match wherein Tori Wilson uses a dog's ass as a weapon should not be the main event of Russell the Mania? Uh, I am telling you exactly that, sir. Why would you say something so brave, yet so controversial? Uh, no, this was this was terrible. <laughs> I... this, this was awful. Uh, maybe, I don't know if you even remember this or not. It's probably two years after this. Candace Michelle started to get good. Oh, not know. Not nearly... Maybe not on the same trajectory as like a Trish Stratus, but like she started to get good and then she suffered like a really bad uh, clavicle injury. Oof. Came back, broke it again, like in her first match back. But really unfortunate shit. Because, like I said, she was starting to where it was like, oh wow, she's getting better, you know? Yeah. Another year or so, she's going to be actually good. Shattered. Just, That's awful. Yeah, it, it sucks, man. It really sucks. Uh, Tori. Was good for stuff like this. Uh, no, there's legit. She like rubs her dog, her tiny dog's ass. Oh, I on know. It. It's so. I, I remember. Bad. I was like, I, I can't get off to this. What is this? <laughs> Who is this for? Um. All right. Uh, now we're on to something that matters. <laughs> I had a note that says this isn't even good smut. <laughs> uh, it's too long, and they did try, but whatever. All right, so main event time. Here we fucking go. Triple H's entrance. 
Very long. I It blew my mind that at this point he had two entrance themes. So he would use the King of Kings one yeah. if he was coming to the ring for a promo or a segment. And then the game when he was coming to the ring for a match. And I just remember being like, look, I understand that you got both of these songs yeah. and you paid money for them and you want to get your use out of them. This is some of the most pretentious shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> His entrance on this is long. It's Both of their entrances were, were pretty long. The scene one I think is bad. There's a young CM Punk there. There sure is. I, I thought, my memory of the Cena one was that he comes out of that gangster car. And he doesn't. They just drive out there and then they're like, meow, see, meow, around the ring. <laughs> and then Cena just comes out in a trench coat and shoots a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I, what did you think of the build for this, if you have any? The build? Eh, I don't really remember. So I hated the build for this, because it was basically Triple H cutting promos about how, yeah, he's the WWE champion, but he's not a very good wrestler. And I understand they were trying to go for the, like, oh, Cena's not a great wrestler, he's a great brawler, fighter, you know, whatever. Yeah hate it. Because I'm like, if he's not a good wrestler, how the fuck has he become world champion? Yeah. Did he just stumble into that? Or what? Like, or like it's, I hate, yeah. hate, hate it. It would be one thing to be like, oh, I'm better at wrestling than he is. And Cena can be like, I'm better at fistcuffs than you are. That's fine. Yeah. This is legit like Triple H burying him. Which he's no stranger to doing. No, but, but in this case, <laughs> yeah. it's the worst because then he ends up going under. Like, I, I just, I, I do think it's interesting to have the heel be the better technical wrestler, and that is the story that they're yeah. telling. Yeah, that is interesting. Like that's a cool choice, and I'm I'm down with that. That yeah. that's a fun thing that you can explore. Com Did you notice the commentary on this? No. They're trying to justify the crowd turning on Cena before he ever comes out. Really? Yeah. Jr. is legit. Like. Triple H is a traditional style wrestler. He's got a lot of traditional fans, and a lot of them are here tonight. It's going to be a raucous crowd. And I'm like, oh, you're yeah. trying to cover up the fact that half of these people are going to boo the fuck out of Cena. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Hmm. And they they do a good job of trying to cover it. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think of the show? Or the match? Yeah, or the match. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> We're not just going to skip over talking about that. <laughs> um, I highly enjoyed this match. Yeah. May, my main thought is mainly because it was late and I just wanted to go to bed. Mm -hmm. I was not excited for this match at all and they fully won me over. Yeah. I was, I was which similarly, yeah. It's just that's a just a testament. Mhm. Mm um I did I like as the longer the match went on, the more invested I became in watching it mm. and yeah I mean not very many people can do that um the crowd was hot for it very yeah and, and split yeah split hard and I, I won't even say 50-50 that it, it almost seemed like a almost a 70-30 like they wanted Triple H on that I think mm -hmm. um I really liked it uh I thought the psychology was interesting I loved 
I did enjoy that the idea of, okay, you're not a very good wrestler, and then that guy ends up losing via submission. Yeah. So that that was a good payoff to that build, even if I didn't care for the build. So I, maybe that makes it fine in hindsight, you know, maybe that's the point. Um, I also noticed that Triple H threw in some cross chops, seeds of this DX reunion we were going to get later on. Uh, I did not see Triple H tapping out coming. Me neither. And it, it's weird because this is 22. Yeah. So he had lost at 20 via submission. He lost at 21 to Batista. And he loses at 22. Wow. That's that's a weird thing. And, and each one of these is to basically make a champion. Hmm. Cena's the one who retains, but like, you, you know what I mean? Like, he, it's basically he's being used to cement these guys. Yeah. I, Triple H probably doesn't get the credit he deserves for that in general. Yeah, that's fair. Because if I were to think back, I don't know if he's on 23. He may have been out injured. He is, because it was the original plan for 23 was going to be the rematch. Cena Triple H 2. Mm. We didn't get it because Triple H got injured, so instead we got Cena and Shawn Michaels. So then at 24, Triple H is in a triple threat match and he loses. And then at 25, he wins against Orton. 26, he beats Sheamus. 27, 28, he loses the taker. Now I'm done with this train of thought because it's not worth going down anymore. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I don't know, man. I, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was crazy that Cena kicked out of the sledgehammer. Yeah. Like, but he, does he kick out of the pedigree or no? Because I don't think he does. I don't. I don't, so I don't either. think so. Which is crazy to me that we're going to protect the pedigree more than getting hit in the head with a fucking sledge. I mean... Don't bury my finish, brother. <laughs> uh, overall, I actually thought this was a kind of a forgotten gem of a mania. Yeah. Like, like top to bottom, I was, like, I was entertained. I really enjoyed the whole thing. Seems like nobody ever talks about it, though. Yeah. Like, the only reason I... I ever heard about it was because of the DVD I owned. I don't hear anyone talk about this show. Right. But I thought it was great. No, I definitely worth revisiting. I'm kind of surprised I hadn't revisited it at all, really. There's a lot of really good stuff on here. I think I'd rewatch Edge and Foley. Yeah. But past that, I don't think I'd gone back to any of it. Mm-hmm. But definitely will in the future. Excellent pick, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Shall we wind this down? We shall wind it down. Mm, okay. <laughs> Somebody's poisoned the waterhole. That's another reference I don't get. Toy Story, god damn it! I'm sorry. I don't I don't watch movies, Tom. Yeah, well we gotta fix that. Any hoot. Uh signing off for only myself. This is Christian Rosa, aka Tom. This has been Damien Deschain, otherwise uh, known as Braden. Why do I say that clunkily? That's not a word either. I feel, well, I just made it one. Deal. Either regardless. Either regardless. I also like that. Also clunkily. Yeah. We'll see you next time when we ask the ever-burning and eternal question, what are we even doing? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> what are we even doing?